Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting FilmSack. For 10% off your first month, go to BetterHelp.com slash FilmSack and start living a better life today. I think you need a total change of scene. Maybe a nice vacation. How does that sound? It sounds good. Well, then take one and find a place that's peaceful and quiet because the most important thing for you right now is no excitement. This is Film Sack. <laughs> oh, sure. Greetings and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. My name is Scott Johnson. This is episode 518, and I'm joined today by Brian. He single-handedly keeps my medical licensee afloat done away. Oh, with one hand. Yes. The following is intended for socially immature audiences only. Anyone with real-world concerns about the topics within should seek qualified mature assistance outside of this silly, humor-based podcast. And with that, oh, hi. Thank you for calling the So You Watched a Movie from the 80s and fit now feeling sexually confused hotline. How may I help you or make it even worse today? All right. Take a deep breath, sir, and re- release it slowly. All right. Now tell me exactly what you saw and how it made you feel. You saw a guy's butt on TV and that made you feel weird. And who was the butt attached to? It was one of the Quades, Dennis or Randy. My God, man. Dennis or Randy. Okay, okay. It was Dennis. Whew. And you're sure about that, right? All right. Well, that is a perfectly normal reaction to seeing Dennis Quaid's butt. Is that all? Oh, there's more. What else? They also injected Dennis Quaid's miniature butt into Martin Short's full-size butt in a mall. And how did that make you feel? It made you miss them all. No, how did the little Quaid butt and the big short butt confuse you sexually? Oh, it didn't. That was perfectly normal. But just remind you that Dennis Quaid has a stellar butt. Okay, listen. I've seen the movie you're talking about, and I think I know where the confusion about your sexuality is coming from. It is actually rooted in the sexual attraction flip-flopping between the threesome of Meg Ryan, Dennis, not Randy, Quaid, Martin Short. Does uh, does Meg Ryan love, does Meg Ryan, does she love Martin Short man on the outside or the Dennis Quaid man on the inside? And how does Martin Short feel about the teeny man ripping his heart apart on the inside and how does he feel about the man with the detachable vibrator who is trying to kill him? 
Wait, now I'm confused. I'll tell you what. I'm just going to pass you off to the tied up, hairy, naked cowboy in the bathtub. Randy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well done. Uh, What is the nature of your medical? I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Randy, I just want the Mustang Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Randy. Uh, By the way, who are you getting to do this job? Tuck Pendleton. The Tuck Pendleton? (laughs) You don't know a damn thing about Tuck Pendleton. I'll tell you about Tuck Pendleton. Here are the three most important things to know about Tuck Pendleton. Number one, he's a drunk. He's always drinking. This guy's drunk right now. I don't know how he'll make it to the lab. And if you put him inside a rabbit for most of a day, guess what? He'll sober up. You're going to have a have a pilot going through what we call the TPs. That, that stands for Tuck Pendleton. Number two, <laughs> he's a sex pest. And that's putting it mildly. Just last night, after picking a fight with his only friend in the world, he date-raped a woman who literally ran away from him, and his response was to go daytime streaking in San Francisco. Mm. Number three, Mm -hmm. you know that robotic arm you got there that does a thing with the chip? Tuck Pendleton has one at home. He has one of those at home. He uses it for two things. It makes him drinks, and it touches him right in the (laughs) touch. Did you really make a drink, though? Yeah, yeah you had to miss a drink. <laughs> you missed a drink. Uh, with us, finally, hey, Brian, please state the nature of your questionably ethnically accented cowboy emergency ibit. <laughs> wow, nicely done. Yeah. Uh, let's keep that tuck truck going, shall we? Mm. Uh, good morning, Mr. <laughs> Pendleton. I'm Barney, and I'm the lab technician that's going over your request for items to take into the miniaturization pod. You've got quite a list here, Tuck, and uh, there are a few items here that I want to ask you about. You know you're going into a rabbit for an eight-hour mission, right? Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and allow the Sony Walkman and the empty whiskey flask, although I'm not at all sure how you think you're going to fill that thing inside a rabbit. But let's talk about (laughs) item number six on your list. Uh, You'd like to take the November issue of Hustler into the pod with you. Look. I don't want to get graphic on you, but you do know that anything you do all over the inside of the pod is going to be full size again when we re-enlarge the pod, right? (laughs) Okay. Uh, How about item number 14? You'd like to take your Sony PlayStation and a copy of Call of Duty? Uh, You know there's no Wi-Fi inside the rabbit, right? No Wi-Fi at all. Um, Finally, let's get to item number three. What exactly are you planning to do with an Instapot? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You get it now? Now oh. I know. Now I know. Uh, now I get Should it. Did you send you the transcript? Yeah, you can do that. Uh, well done. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, you guys at home are probably like, wait, what the hell movie is this? You may have, if you've never heard of it, none of anything we said made sense. It's uh, Inner Space, 1987's Inner Space. Yeah, that's right. Not Outer Space, Inner Space. Specifically, mm-hmm. uh, the space inside of Martin Short's body. And uh, and according to trivia, named Inner Space uh, because they couldn't think of anything better. Yeah, I think it's fine. I don't think it's a problem. Like, what else would you even say? Like inside, uh, what was his yeah, name? Inside uh, short. There's a man inside Martin Short. Oh, the man inside would be good too. Oh, yeah, there bad. you go. Yeah. Inside man. Yeah, oh, that's inside. A, that's yeah, that's good title. too. Yeah. Inside man. There you go. There it is. Directed by Joe Dante. And this is back at a time where that dude was rocking it. Let's see. 87. He had um, a string of very popular things happen. Gremlins in 84. 
Explorers the next year. Twilight Zone episode on TV series, and then they did an amazing story episode, which was great. Then Inner Space, then The Burbs, then Gremlins 2. He was killing it. He was killing it, having a great time. It wasn't really till Small Soldiers that things started to crack for him, but... uh, was it was I it would a Twilight argue. Zone episode or was it the Twilight Zone um, movie? The movie because he did the segment. He did the uh, yeah. He did that too. The, uh, so the okay. so the so the movie it back in eighty three. Well. He did something called "It's the Good Life." Which segment was it? It's the Good Life. I don't remember. Hmm. That's the one with the kid who can do anything. He can oh okay, like make his yeah. sister's mouth disappear. But they also did that whole He's, and it was back for inner space. He's really good at it. He did it with puppets with the uh, the gremlins a couple of times. Had them, yes, the yeah, yeah, for sure. God, really you can feel the gremlins in this film. Oh yeah, you can feel time. it big time. He's he's perfect for this sort of stuff, and he's also like you know he's one of those uh, detachable Spielberg arms in directing. Like he always had these two or three people, him and Zemeckis, and mm-hmm. you know two other three other guys who were like, this will be a a Spielberg production, an Amblin Entertainment mm-hmm. joint, but. I ain't directing it. I'm having a friend nope, do it. Nope. But it'll feel yep. a lot like my movie. See ya. I mean, that was kind of how he ran things. Uh, it it'll feel a lot like his movie until he puts a vibrator on that guy's hand. And I'm like, yeah, this is not a Spielberg movie at all. <laughs> I was like, it was off screen, but you kind of knew what was going on. Yeah. 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 And the, her expression. And yeah. sure. Right. Randy, you were sorry. You were saying something. I couldn't figure out the, the movie's target age. Cause like with Spielberg, mm-hmm. you can always tell he's making a movie for a 13 year old to enjoy. Like that's, mm-hmm. he's, he's yeah. got it. He's got it figured out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this movie, it's like, who's the target age. It keeps trying to, it keeps trying to tell, like some adult stories and some childish stories and you know like the the best thing in this movie with without a doubt the best thing is the character development for martin short he Mm. he is the perfect actor to play going from what he starts as to what he ends up as yeah you know i agree he's 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 inspired casting here for sure and that's not necessarily a story for a 13 year old that that there you kind of need some uh, life experience to really get what he's, you know, what yeah. he's portraying. Yeah, for sure. But then on the other hand, you know, you have, like I said at the beginning, you have some pretty adult themes with Dennis Quaid getting a fight and date raping and the screaming at, at, at Meg Ryan and all that. You know what I mean? Like, that's really, that's like, it was kind of serious. I, I started off like, is this going to be funny? This yeah. is not funny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go as far as Dante... date rape, by the way. I think Good. I would probably pull back slightly from that was right. that, that being a date rape. I think it was more of a, yeah, she's. <laughs> There you go again with your sweet talking, yeah, and then she regrets it in the morning. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I, yeah, but that That, that's how I feel about. And you know, Dante does this. Uh, He he does it. I think he 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 layers humor and story for just about everyone in any any age or stage in life. I mean, I think he just good at it. Yeah, he's he's pretty good at that. So he's good yeah, at, I don't think was, didn't you feel like he's always a little bit edgy, like like Gremlins, uh, one of the movies that pushed yeah. the the PG thirteen rating, and then. Uh, what's another good example? Um, oh, geez, uh, my brain just went dead. Um, uh, uh, the bur- the burbs, very the bur- subversive. The burbs oh, is brilliant. Burbs yeah. is a great great example of that. Yeah, yeah it, it's. I think some of those things are probably designed to go over kids' heads. I don't think kids figure out the the vibrator thing. Right, um, absolutely not. I think. Sure. I think they're probably uh, aroused and confused by Dennis Quaid's butt, but I think um, <laughs> you know, when I when I worked at uh, Pizza Hotline, the the woman uh, that uh, was my manager, she was the um, 
well, without going too far, she was the mother of a girl I was dating, and then she also had her grandson there, not not from the woman I was dating. Right. But it was his favorite movie, and he was like nine or ten, kind of give you an idea of the the year that yeah. I was delivering pizzas and working there. Right. And it was his favorite movie, and they the two of them, the grandmother and he, quoted lines from that movie all the time. So it like really resonated with those two age groups at least yeah and right. he never said by the way what's the deal with that humming noise coming from <laughs> Igo's uh hand in that one scene yeah there are a few scenes like yeah. that and even just the language of it it feels like mm-hmm. they were pushing their limits a little bit and yeah at the same time i remember seeing this in 87 i was in high school and i thought it was pretty good um mm-hmm. but i was mostly focused on how cool it would be to shrink yourself so small you could be you know inside yeah there and that and the, I thought the effects were rad then. I think they hold up. I think I thought they mm-hmm. looked really good. Um, and it's the only, by the way, yeah. only Oscar he ever won uh, was an effects Oscar for this film. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, because I I could not figure out how they did the the stunt with Martin Short hanging off the truck and jumping into a car. I watched that scene <laughs> over and over, and I'm just like, that is freaking Martin Short standing on top of a moving car. Yeah. I, that's all yeah. I can guess. Yeah, they did and a like, really good job. But even like the Morphe spinny head stuff when he was trying yeah. to when he was coming out of yeah. uh, Picardo shape. Cowboy, yeah. <laughs> he uh, the way he was all. I, I'm sure there were prosthetics involved and a lot of blurring and all, whatever. But it was still very effective. And the internal body stuff looked great. The you know, I knew what I yeah. was looking at. I know it's like vessels moving. You yeah. Know, the, yeah. And the big valve opening and shutting and, you know, all that, that all looked great. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. still, mm-hmm. still held up for a movie this old, but, um, there was, there was some talk in this trivia about Robin Williams was just about this, just about, uh, you know, picked as the main, or as, um, Martin right. Short's character. And I think it would have worked. He certainly could have been this guy, this nervous uh, you know what the hell's happening with me? I hear voices. I got to see the doctor. Neurotic, again, yeah. All that. Like he would have been really great at it, but I think he would have been too good at it. I think he would have he yeah. would have eaten yeah. them thing alive, and yeah, it would have overwhelmed and you need subtlety, the film. right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. But uh, I don't think you still you don't hire Martin Short if you want subtlety, though. <laughs> it's not like but like, but like think about think about who he is when the movie starts, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he he isn't like prat falling. You know what I mean? He's he's mm-hmm. nervous. And he's he's unhappy, right? right? Like like it goes with the effects for some reason. For me, the Martin Short's acting has is all tied up with special effects in this movie, and they're all cool. They're not exciting. They're cool. Like yeah, yeah, uh, there's a, there's a when he first realizes what's going on, he runs home from the doctor, and uh, Quaid is talking to him in his head, and Quaid has some magic uh, electromagnetic uh, button, and he he presses <laughs> it, and the TV sets on fire. And the way Martin Short acts out running to the fire extinguisher, <laughs> running back and putting out the fire, it's it's very Martin Short. I mean, oh, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. But it's not like it's not like Robin Williams would have portrayed it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like uh, Robin Williams, Martin Short, probably both uh, a 10 on the slapstick scale. I think. I don't know if Dudley Moore, Dudley Moore was still alive in 87. I oh, think yeah. he would have been a good, I, I like Martin Short. Don't get me wrong. And I think he's really good in this, but if you want to go less subtle, I think you go with the Dudley Moore. Who's maybe like a, a seven on the slapstick scale. Right. Right. Like just to, imagine a, a pre brain damage, uh, Richard Pryor in that role. Oh, I was, yeah, that would have been pretty good. This, like, yeah. No, that's it, good. It, that's it, actually really good. Just a couple years earlier. Yeah. That's a good call. I like that one. And also, um, mm-hmm. if you were going to do it today, well, let's say we're going to do it in 2008. 
Um, I don't know why that seems better. But, uh, if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna do it, no wait, you get that. Um, uh, I'm a PC. I'm a Mac kid. What's his name? Uh, oh yeah, Justin uh, Long. Justin Long would be great in this. I mean, he basically does that. Actually, and, you could do Jonathan Hodgman too. I think either one of them would be. <laughs> you get the Mac. You get the Mac or the PC, and I think they'd both be really good. I I found an article, and I can't find it right now. I found an article that uh, counted down the greatest comedic actors of the 20th century. And put Martin Short at number one. Yeah, really, he's, one he's considered like one of the, if not the greatest yeah. comedian of all time. I mean, the uh, actor—that's an important distinction. Comedic actor, not stand-up, yeah. not you know, mm-hmm. an insane machine that was. Robin Williams was just this—he was a step above, but also no, nothing else compared to it. So you can't really say yeah. like Robin Williams was the greatest Robin Williams there ever would be. But, <laughs> that's how you say yeah. that. But in like Martin Short's case, you could make the argument comedic actor is like a specific thing, and he's very good at that. The um, the thing with Martin Short for me is that he always looks like he's working at being funny. And if you look at folks like Steve Martin or Bill Murray, they make comedy look effortless. Yeah, right. And that's, Martin that's Short why looks he's like such he's a good always, match. They, yeah. That's, that's yeah, why he's such a fun match for those guys, Martin. right? Because you, you got one guy. It's not even like straight man, wacky dude. It's more like mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a, see, I'm funny, I'm, stoic man, funny, crazy man. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, just, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's a big distinction there. I, I really think that if you put Bill Murray in this role, you get you end up with roughly the same thing. And Mar- I, I'm saying I'm saying that as a compliment to Martin Short. I really think he mm-hmm. played the role perfectly from beginning to end, and the role completely changes. It yeah. completely changes at the end it, of the movie. He has become he's turned into a little James Bond or something, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to see. I think oddly enough, I've never made this connection, but for some reason, I'm getting a really strong Vince Vaughn feel. Like oh, interesting. Like Martin Short. Vince Vaughn, they've kind of, they're not really the same, but there's a lot of things that they could exchange. Right. Yeah, that's that's a that's a decent, like, it's funny. You can start to picture all kinds of performances in this role and how it might be slightly different, but how they'd be good at it. And I did that during it. I was trying to think, well, if it wasn't Martin Short, I did too. Be you can't watch this movie and not wonder what would it be like if Dennis Quaid's character had been played by uh, Tom Randy Cruise. Quaid. Yeah, like, <laughs> somebody like that. Yeah. Like, what, what if this was Tom Cruise? Because like, <laughs> he's my he's my fictional fighter pilot, right? Right, mm-hmm. right, right. But, that, but this I, movie, it's funny to bring movie, that up because my, my memory is so weird. A Mig and inside Martin Short's body, yeah. it's just a Mig. But my memory is so weird about this because I thought the movie was way more in the body stuff. Than it, than it is. It's so much right. not. It's and so much outside. I think you're probably getting confused between that and The Incredible Journey, which, you know, this is a take on, right? Well, I don't think you I know. got it confused with that. I think I just I just thought we well, spent more time with Dennis Quaid, and I guess you do. Dennis but you Quaid f- is in the body for yeah. most of the film, and that's probably what, you know, you may not see shots from inside the body that much, but it's not like, oh, yeah, he's in the body and then out of the body. Well, and then he's in Meg Ryan's body and then he's back. Which in made Short no body. sense. But I said, stop, yeah. Ryan. Don't think about it. Yeah. Let Don't it go. think about how much saliva has to be getting passed back and forth between <laughs> Martin Short and Meg Ryan. Right. Or also, how is he? Is he right there on a lip just waiting on the lip all day? Like, right. What are you right. Doing? Yeah. Yeah. Because because <laughs> if you're if if uh, when you kiss somebody, if you're pulling the stuff up from your gut uh, to pass. Yeah. Yeah, ah, pass over to him. You know what Chris may- got out the most. It was this discussion. <laughs> we may as well get right to that. Okay, here we go. Hold on, let's just do it right now. We're- oh, there is something. Okay, we have a th- gross. We have a three-way tie. Four-way. Oh well, 
I know what uh, threesome. Yeah, four ways. Is one of them is one of them the fact that uh, when the cowboy, when fake cowboy is at um, Scrimshaw's house or whatever his name is, yeah. uh, it seems like they're eating broken taco shells and taco raw shells. eggs. I was like, what the, what'd they do with the taco it's like shells? Raw eggs and ta- broken taco shells. I didn't notice that, but that could have Egg. easily taken a spot here in gross. Thing. That's pretty gross. I think, it, I think it, it was supposed to be nachos, but like. Just not what this poor nachos. The department didn't have nachos. They was like, ah, break up some taco shells. No one notice. The dude is cracking an egg into each bowl, yeah. and they're yeah. not getting cooked. I'm and assuming that it's supposed to be appealing to whatever nationality sort of, cowboy is supposed uh, to to yeah. be. I'm okay. assuming. Mm. I don't know. But by the end of the movie, we have short people pretending to be. <laughs> Right, you know, wrestling yeah. in the in the back seat of that giant car. Oh my God, I want to I want to be in the back seat of that giant car that they were pretending to be. Oh heck yeah, small. And, let's, and, and yeah. I want to I want to be really clear. Like this movie doesn't know how anything works. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> this movie doesn't know how fighter pilots work. They are not people who are, were known for fighting and made into pilots. I mean, that's not right. that's not true. It doesn't know how malls work. Mall. Yeah. Like, hey guys, remember how malls used to be absolutely covered in furries and clowns? No, no, yeah. that's not a Never thing. Happened. Uh, it Never happened. Yeah. It doesn't know how. It doesn't know how uh, checkout at a grocery store. Works. <laughs> <laughs> like, this movie doesn't know anything, uh, <laughs> and it's fine. It works out just fine. It does you work just out to- just fine. In fact, you could argue uh, this director, uh, my name just left me, Joe Dante, okay. is. That's his thing is to take your brain away for a minute and just give you a really enjoyable time. And he also makes things funny that I don't normally find funny. Like the two, mm-hmm. the villain guy with his weird ass obsession with like the, what was it? A donkey or whatever that was with him all the time. Anyway, I can't remember, but uh, <clears throat> his office being all plush <laughs> in one corner. I don't know. Oh, what are you talking husky. about? Yeah. The husky, husky, not a donkey. Yeah. With, with the husky. weird pink uh, glow light on, on their little, uh, yeah, his yeah. little under construction yeah. warehouse. Like that weird warehouse. And then his whole, like, he normally stuff like that is too over the top for me. And I'm just like, whatever, that's not funny. He cracked me up all the time, all the time. And when he was yeah. little in the car and reaching his hands around, <laughs> I was losing my shit. I think that stuff was not, that is not funny, but they made it funny it somehow. It was hilarious and every yeah. time he go shut up margaret and just yelling at margaret i was dying yeah dying the so actors the actors kevin Mc- yeah yeah they so did. kevin mccarthy uh is is scrimshaw right that's yeah, what you're talking scrimshaw. about when he gets victor from. eugene yeah. scrimshaw who is uh and no then he had this, canker but... with him it was, it was his windy shawl that was you know that is right uh that's windy uh, shawl. she's the uh, hold on yeah windy's from the burbs. Look, look, yeah that was rumsfield's that was rumsfield's wife in the burbs yeah, she's a, next Don, door. she's a Dante regular. She's in all their movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Small Soldiers again, and other Small stuff. Soldiers. That's actually true of a lot of these actors. Like, I love that. I yeah, love that her that character stuff. was named Wendy in this movie because this movie had uh, some terrible character names. Ter- like, just yeah. like what were you thinking? Character names, and then Wendy Shaw played Wendy. I love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Mister Wormwood, Henry Gibson. He's that guy's a hoot. I like that guy. Yeah, another another Dante. At least the Burbs. Uh, yeah, Henry Gibson. Yeah, he's, burbs, burbs. he's been in. Man, that dude had a career. Mm-hmm. These guys all died, except for him. He died kind of well. Seventy three is not early, but you know, early. I, I, but all I, these guys I, died I in like nineties. By the way, but yeah. let there be no doubt that the names 
Dr. Scrimshaw and Dr. Kanker were figured out by Spielberg, Kennedy, and Marshall. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. If, if they did anything, those those three people came up with those ridiculous names. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, uh, sorry, back to my four gross things. Here they are. I'll just oh, tell you. Yeah. Holding your flask out and catching whiskey. Gross. Oh, that's so gross. Mm-hmm. Gross. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, Martin Short saliva in there. Yeah, a yeah. lot. Way more than you'd care for, especially at those quantities. And he's so small, there's no way you get around it. Uh, right. Second thing, passing him uh, back and forth with spit is just disgusting. That's really gross. <laughs> uh, the stomach acid stuff really got me. It just looks horrendous yeah. in there. I didn't want to see that ever again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sneeze on dude's glasses. That's really foul. <laughs> <laughs> all of that was foul and they they did a good job because normally these things don't really make my radar because they're fake and they're made to be movie right plot mm-hmm. right yeah. and and yeah. but for whatever right. reason they were handled i mean again another dante secret i guess is he knows how to gross you out a little bit and uh he did well done yeah yeah. And and he didn't and he didn't take it too far. Like when I I, I n- actually never saw this movie. I never really thought about this movie. Yeah. Like it just did didn't really ever cross my mind until we watched it this week. And uh, when I was a kid, uh, Incredible Journey was something I thought about all the time. Yeah. And right. like I remember, I got in the biggest trouble I ever got in in school was in the fourth grade when I uh, asked my teacher, who was talking about the incredible journey, I asked my teacher in front of the whole class if they went to the dick. Yeah. (laughs) This was in fourth grade, and I got sent to the principal. I got paddled. Like, it was serious. Oh, man. Uh, All right. I mean, you know. uh, Like, this was just something you didn't do back then, you know? Guys have penises and ladies have vaginas yeah that's what i learned right i learned that but uh, that's what arnold schwarzenegger taught me yeah he taught me a few things but that was one of them (laughs) but then but then this movie comes along i wish i'd seen it at the time because uh you know there's plenty of dick jokes (laughs) it's like it's like happy to happy to bring uh that up in fact like i think the funniest thing in the movie is when martin short uh meets with meg ryan for the first time and he can't get it together so he goes to the bathroom to try to talk to dennis quaid and some dude thinks he's talking to his to himself yeah it's just it's like it's playing it, playing with it's one thing uh talking to it's whole or whatever they right. said play, talk to it don't play with it yeah, or, or no but <laughs> whatever the phrase yeah, was, and then, yeah and then i mean it's a legitimately funny joke to it's it's obvious but funny for him to like pause as he's leaving and then look back and check to make sure he's still there and he didn't pee him out by accident um, that's great like all that stuff was really great and i felt like martin short may have improvised a lot of those scenes and the trivia kind of confirms that anytime they had a take yeah uh martin short was always saying let's take let's do another one let's do a different take yeah I, I, yeah yeah he's a he's a he's a nutty feller did you guys like he's that the movie feller. started with that freaking tbs or whatever it is movie classics guy no, the, the movie you're about to watch is inner space that annoyed and, and, and me. dennis quaid gets reduced and stuck inside <laughs> martin short and yeah. i'm gonna tell you everything that happens for the next two hours this really annoyed me what, I'm like, what was why, that on why, this ver- oh hbo max's version had this dude yeah so hbo um max has a partnership with tcm that's one of the hubs of uh, right. channels for hbo max and so this is part of huh. Their June celebration, no, not June celebration, their summer celebration of great comedians and movies. And um, 
uh, and Martin Short was one of the honorees. So they're like, well, let's pick the best Martin Short movie for this. I didn't get that at all. It went straight to the movie for me. No straight to the to the, the to the whiskey ice glass. Yeah. Mm. There was a button to skip it, and I didn't get okay. to it in time. Same, same. <laughs> skip, skip. Same. No. I didn't miss it. Do you guys hear like a, a lady singing? I do. No, right you're now? hearing my Alexa. My aunt Barb is calling, and I'm waiting for Tina to answer it upstairs, and, and Tina's not answering. So I'm, I keep muting my microphone, but you hear it while I'm talking. <laughs> What is what is playing though? Because it sounds like someone's going. It's, I it's, lived in a time when it's like some kind of soulful. Oh, well, that I don't. That I don't hear. I hear. Oh. Barb is calling. Oh, Barb yeah, is I didn't calling. hear that at all. Okay, yeah, you're hearing. Maybe you're hearing. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if you're hearing a little Kelly man Clarkson. in your head. Uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe you kissed Meg Ryan, and now. Uh, <laughs> Right. Dennis Quaid is floating around by, in your head. By the way, they kept yelling Jack a lot because that's the, you know, Martin Short's Jack. character, Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah. All through the movie, Jack, 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 just yelling Jack all the time. And it made me wonder, mm-hmm. this is the movie where Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid got together. This is where they started dating. Yeah. And then they have their kid, Jack uh, Quaid, who is now oh. uh, on The Boys. He's fantastic on there. Um, anyway, uh, you could argue, I think he was maybe conceived there around this time <laughs> so according to like, the movie it was yeah, yeah we have a we have a whole scene yeah. that establishes yeah. that right? yeah so jack he actually, quaid uh he was actually born five years after this movie oh, okay was, well, uh, yeah. at least doesn't count then it's a long gestation he's great by the way jack quaid is he's the right combo he, he's like um oh the uh, uh colin uh hanks to me he's like the perfect mm-hmm. little offspring of some actors that is doing his own thing and he doesn't need his parents to help him. He's just doing it. And he seems like a nice guy and, and, and not and Chet Hanks. He's got issues, but, but Colin, most, Hanks. Im- most importantly, he doesn't come out looking like Randy Quaid. <laughs> no, he looks like his dad. Right. Yeah. He looks like his dad a little bit like That'd his be mom. Pretty easy but, to tell. Yeah. yeah. He just seems like a real nerd too. Like his, his Instagram account is just full of like Lego shit and he's super into like Marvel and like, he just seems like one of us, but, that's cool. Anyway, but I just it just thought, man, they sure yelled Jack a lot. Did they name him after <laughs> this character or what the heck happened there? I don't know. Probably not, but it made me laugh. Uh, I can't say enough or I can't be more flummoxed and entertained by the cowboy character. I don't oh, know yeah. what to think of this because it's Robert Picardo, who we know usually is this very straight laced sort of doctor on Voyager and then, you know, does plenty of other roles and lots of other stuff. Um, this was odd, like mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. weird. But I think fun. Like I think it's. It, it, I bet if you were to ask Robert Picardo his favorite roles, TV and film roles, this has to be up in his top five because he ate up every scene he was in. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he, he got, got to lay in a tub half naked for half naked. A, at least a good couple uh, of days. It's hairy, man. Holy cow! Yeah. Uh, it's almost Baldwin. But um, but you know, beginning to kind of play the slapstick and be technically be Martin Short's character for a short period of time. Yeah, right. And they stopped. Uh, they stopped doing his. So they had Martin Short do voiceover when he first made the transition to be right. his face. But then later at the dinner when he was affecting the accent, that was Picardo just sort of changing it up. And he was yeah, great. Right. He was really good. Yeah. Like yeah. funny, like really funny. And saying, I'm an, I'm an old cow hand from the Rio Grande. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. What a weird character. I, I really <laughs> liked him uh, a lot. And it just kind of blew my mind. Cause I didn't, I didn't see that coming out of him. 
He's no, usually all, no. you know, suited up or wearing a military uniform in SG-1. Or driving or, a cab. Yeah, or driving a cab, Johnny <laughs> Cab. That's right. But uh, well, he's I, also I, a Dante guy. He, Dante and him work together on other stuff, so... I also like I like the fact that the the movie steers into the every trope like it just it's just like oh we have a trope here let's just make it every trope like yeah. let's yeah. let's make sure we hit every little thing right this the sunglasses that he takes off in the mall to spot his prey and then puts back on like what if they if right. you gotta take them off to see what are you putting them back on for you know like all every every little thing the boots all of it like yeah. he's just uh, like he's just a pile of tropes and it's beautiful he's amazing henchman guy by the way uh not the one that says we just want the gas uh whatever from uh mad max 2 He's the guy that's that gets in the full on car chase with uh, Mel Gibson in, in uh, Road Warrior. So that's that oh, guy really? again. Yeah, um, that's right. We just saw him, Vernon Wells. We saw him in something else recently. Um, it was at that other space thing with um, Hopper. Uh, oh, uh, Ice Pirates. Yeah. Not Ice, no, not Ice Pirates. No. What was the one we just saw? What was it called? Yeah, we just saw it, right? Yes. Oh my God! Come on, space truckers! Come on, do space it! Truckers. Space truckers! Yeah, Thank you. we just saw him in there. Louise. But yeah, that guy—he's your—he's your hitman with the missing hand and the the accessories, and uh, he's great. I freaking oh, love that yeah. dude. I didn't pick up on that. I, God, I, I didn't either. I'm looking at a picture I, of him right now. How did I not pick I, up on that? I stared down Mr. Ego this whole movie because yeah. I was just so fascinated by by what a strange and obvious character he was and it never occurred to me that I'd seen him in anything else. Yeah, he never I mean, never totally spoke. played to be a, a Bond villain, right? With the Oh, no kidding, for sure. All the detachments and stuff. Now, this is what I don't understand. So that guy's in his 70s or something. I'm looking at his IMDb. He's got This has to be 50 credits that are all pre and post production. Like really? well, just, in, in addition to a million things from 2021 all the way back to the 70s, but what what is um, you have to look at his page? I don't understand what's going on here for Vernon Wells. Like, is it a, is it a COVID thing? Has COVID caused everybody's <laughs> projects know. to all become exposed, but they're not actually making any progress? Maybe like, hmm. and none of this looks like stuff. I mean, it all looks tiny and small and weird and. I don't even know what to call most of these announce or most of these things on here, but it's to me that's just the weirdest IMDb listing I've ever seen. Because who has that? No one has this. Ah, uh, I do remember him from Commando. I remember him. Oh yeah, yeah. he's definitely in Commando. Yeah, he was in um, uh, Mad Max, Commando, Weird yeah. Science, yeah. Inner Space, whole bunch of stuff. The guy's been around. He's done some work and currently is apparently preparing to do a whole lot of work. I don't understand this pre-production <laughs> thing. It's really, honestly, was, you find another actor with that list. I, you, I don't think anyone else has this on their page. That's just Oh, nuts. and he's been used by Blizzard as a voice hmm. in some various things. What was okay. it? What did he, uh, what name, what voices? It, uh, none, none that are named, but like he was, he, he was in Diablo three as a bunch of different voices. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Well, well, well done to that guy. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've, you've done, you fought Mel Gibson on the street <laughs> and you moved and we on. Just, we saw him in space truckers. And I never, I, I just didn't make that connection. Yeah. I didn't me either until, yeah. 
Anyway, I had to look it up, if I'm honest. And his hair is terrible. What a horrible head of hair he's got. Mm-hmm. Just get that changed. Everybody's that hair is terrible. <laughs> except, except maybe Martin Short. Martin Short's hair works out just fine. Yeah, and in fine. the end, he gets he gets he starts out a little disheveled and he gets it together, right? Because yeah. it becomes cool. Yeah. Looks good on him. Maybe it doesn't look so yeah. good on the cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Quaid yeah. had good hair. When you saw it, it was, you know, red. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Dennis Quaid hair. I mean, Sure. Dude was in his prime. Such a good he looking really guy was. back this then. This is peak yeah. Dennis Quaid. It doesn't get better than this for Dennis Quaid. Yeah, I agree. He was very good in it. This is, I think, before the major cocaine use, I think. I think that wow. might have been right before that, which is why I think Meg Ryan left him in 91, I think. I think that's well, how it went. Well, because uh, she's st- I – I thought he dumped her because she started messing around with uh, yeah. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Uh, During, uh, proof of Life or something, right? Deal? That's right. Proof of Life. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, shit, Meg. What are you doing? Yeah, I know. Exactly. But of course, you know, them quades are paranoid. So yeah, just saying. You never know. You think <laughs> well, cool. It did turn out to be correct. She did hook up with. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, once you've, been, once you've been accused of something, might as well do the crime, right? Yeah, I mean, may as well go for it. But do which, you think, which came first? Do you think uh, uh, Randy Quaid ever comes over for like Thanksgiving or whatever? <laughs> no, sure. he's still in Canada, right? He's still hiding out. Is he? Okay. I don't know what he's doing now. That dude's a psycho. Um, William, I just want to mention William Shallert real quick. He's the uh, plays the doctor, Doctor Greenbush. It's <laughs> a great name. <laughs> um, he's in everything, always, forever, and I've, ever. He's been in a billion things, and you've heard his voice uh, way more than that because he did a ton of commercial work and um, uh, VO for lots of commercials and stuff. But anytime that guy talks, all I have to do is close my eyes, and I'm hearing about jelly or jam or something. <laughs> like he is just like such a part of my growing up. But that dude had a huge career going way back, and he died 2016 at the age of 93. That dude rocked it. Mm. Well, well done, old man. Well done. <laughs> well done, old man. Uh, Dick Miller, he was briefly the cab driver. Remember that dude? We like Dick Miller. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah Gremlins. Gremlins, yeah. 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 Dick Miller's great, although uh, also recently passed. From both but, Gremlins, um, actually. I think the, other yeah, than. He was uh, in both because he was show up at the start right. in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it had kind of a bigger role in two. Seemed like. Yeah, yeah, way, yeah. way bigger. For he sure. is. He's one of those actors where I think he got way cooler looking than more the older he got. So, yeah. like in his seventies through nineties, uh, before he passed, those were my favorite Dick Miller roles. Mm-hmm. Something about his face. Don't know what it is. Just a badass looking old guy. He'd be a good John Wick old man or something like that. Just very cool. <laughs> Uh, what else? Finger gun was really cool. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> Anytime that guy put anything on his hand, I thought that yeah. was just stupid yeah. and great. Yeah. You know, if I, I, there's so many. This is what Dante does really good. Dante is really good about supporting his scenes with uh, secondary reactionary characters. Yeah. So, like, if you saw our guy in the mall shoot somebody with a finger gun, unless you have a little kid there being amazed by it it doesn't have the same effect right right mm-hmm. so it, it elevates those scenes yeah. it's definitely a different movie right like, like you can have the finger gun and it, without the reaction right you take it a yeah. lot more seriously right but with the kid's reaction you're oh right this is a this is a spielberg movie mm-hmm. this is like mm-hmm. et or something sure you know? and that kid right. had a fake assault rifle that looked it was before they started putting green, green uh, or red, uh, orange tips on them, so that you wouldn't right. get arrested for right. doing that. Right. I remember yeah. thinking. And, so, Ooh, and one of the anymore. best parts of the reactionary stuff is when uh, Scrimshaw, when when Martin Short is is failing out of his uh, cowboy look, you know, he's going <laughs> right. he's going freaky face on him, 
I mean, having Scrimshaw over there hiding behind everybody. <laughs> it's okay, those, Cowboy. It's all right. Yeah, uh, we're fine that makes here. that scene. Yeah, yeah he's that great. Makes it. Totally does. Yeah. Jesus, save us from the save us from Satan. He yells when the, when he's <laughs> jerking his face around. Dude, Scrimshaw for me is the thing I don't remember when I saw this back in the day that I really enjoyed this time. Like that guy's yeah. performance was fantastic. His little Muppet hands coming out in front of his eyes to like <laughs> yeah. stop Martin yeah. Short from driving. I was losing my shit, and I didn't expect yeah. to. I thought, oh, this will be dumb. It's They're such shrunk. a different movie all of a sudden. Yeah. And I mean, like, because uh, I, I had totally forgotten about that scene. And <laughs> and but it it's if you show me that clip out of context, I would be like, what what movie is that from? That yeah. doesn't make any yeah. sense. Well, and again, right this now. is this is my first time watching this. So like, if right. you had shown me uh, the the clip of Martin Short being revealed inside the cooler truck. Right, and he's there's like mild hypothermia. No, did that dude, the one covered in ice on the face, yeah. that's not <laughs> mild hypothermia. People, if you he's just gay. showed me, if you showed me that out of context, I would have never predicted that it was part of this movie. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other trope they like to play with is that Martin Short thinks he's uh, actually got, you know, he can be more brave and more strong and more quick and all this because he's got dude right. in there messing with his central nervous system and. You know, boosting his whatever and all, and all that. that. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, but then which he was always which, he was over in Meg Ryan by then, and he didn't even yeah. know he's had yeah. it in him all along. You know, all the tropes, baby. Yeah. Can I can I give you one last thing before we get completely off of Kevin McCarthy? Yeah, the other thing that we know him from because I, I I was like God, he was in so many things in the eighties, and I thought he was, but the big thing that uh, he was in was UHF as the uh, oh, yeah. owner of the uh, television station <laughs> yeah. that Weird Al Yankovic had to. Really? to yeah, be yeah and it's that kind of that typical same oh, i've got a lot of money i can do whatever i want kind of role so yeah he's he's oh, that guy was great i'm looking at he had a lot of work did a ton of stuff some serious yeah. a lot of comedy a lot of tv yeah, made it to 96 lived to 96 yeah 96 years old did all right his last thing was something called the ghastly love of johnny x he was the grand inquisitor <laughs> it sounds terrible i don't know what that is <laughs> oh yeah but uh oh so, there it is actually uh, we'll bother. I'm sure we'll be watching that for uh, <laughs> film sack. Yeah, at some point, maybe. But. Ooh, Paul Williams is in that. All right, I'm in. Wow, Paul Williams. Yeah, really? Paul Williams, songwriter okay. right. extraordinaire. Paul, you know who Paul Williams is good in was that uh, uh, Goliath thing. Uh, he was at uh, the friend oh, character Amazon show. Yeah, he's yeah, great in that. He's creep, play creepy in there, man. Yeah, I loved him in that. He was really good. Yeah. Uh, also, a fake NASA. I think they have too much loose paper laying around. I'm just going to oh put that God. out there. Yeah. What a weird thing. We went through yeah. all of this setup of fake NASA, and you know, we're all like going, oh, look at all this cool technology. We got to watch that con- that that robot arm put in the chip. It takes like 10 minutes. And <laughs> right. then, yeah. then later on, they go to the competitors, and the competitors are like decades ahead of them yeah. with, uh, you know, I'm like, geez, they yeah. can like choose how big. They don't have to spin nobody. I mean, right. How did these guys have to go a- attack the previous lab in person? How right, did they have to right. go in person to physically attack? Like, it just it makes no sense There's to no me. no sense in that. None. And also, yeah. uh, uh, why the robot arm with the little chip? Just put it in. Just stick it in there. Well, yeah. we find that's out what, yeah. that's entertaining. That, yeah, no, they made a joke about it later. It's, but it's, that there's a big charge on it. What and, was and it? You don't want to. You told me that. Race Maximus, you could have told me that. That was actually. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, you're right. They did try to explain why, but but also, come on, 
in reality, right. if you're going to seat any kind of chip, you have to turn off all the power. That's just reality. That's true. Well, yeah. you can you can try, but if you don't, you it's a high risk of problems. I've done this with a CPU before, and it yeah. was uh, nothing but right. hell. So don't do it. I, there's something I couldn't quite place, put my finger on, but there's something entertaining to me about it reminded me of Back to the Future. Whenever they were being trying to perform the experiment and suddenly, you know, their uh, unscrupulous actions prior to that to get to where they they were had created an issue where the whole experiment was just in jeopardy and they all had to run away. Yeah, him running through the mall had a very the Libyans have found us kind of quality. Yeah, 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 I agree. uh, This movie was almost, well, trivia says it was almost a um, Robert Zemeckis joint as well. So it could have been much more, it could have really felt like that probably had he he done it. He apparently turned it down for no one says, there's no description as to why he turned it down but he did he's probably working on back to the future 2 at that point right probably so probably 87 yeah. i think so yeah and well, uh anybody else while we're, while we're still on the, the subject of the science anybody else uh think about how having a person in your head doing certain little things little tiny things would change your personality not only completely but forever anybody else think of of like how nowadays people microdose psilocybin or lsd to to get that yeah i mean (laughs) my thought was so that's i think it's why i was so just infinitely entertained by the concepts when i was younger um because they did fiddle with this idea of like tweaking you know tweaking him while he's in there and it got me to thinking about like just the possibilities like they're the possibilities are huge And, and scrimshaw was sort of you know that was his point was you know inner space is where the future is like this vast right. new whatever whatever and i'm kind of with him <laughs> like i kind of right. i think that that the, the possibilities are insanely cool and the idea of going into somebody's brain even clandestinely to win the olympics or something you know like somebody's in there pumping your adrenaline up uh artificially right. and then talking to you and giving you coaching advice while you're doing it and then you win the race and then the olympic committee tests you and they don't they can't tell there's no there's no change mm-hmm. You know, they don't know that you cheated. They, I think about that. I was thinking about all this stuff. I don't know. It's fascinating <laughs> to me. I, I don't want somebody I, cutting holes in my arteries. I know that. Don't yeah, be doing oh, that. Wow. I little laser out. fights in there. No, yes. I don't want that. Yeah. yeah, that's what I freaked out about when he when he cut a little slit open near the heart. I'm like, right. dude. Yeah, you know, you can't do that. No, freaking. <laughs> I don't know what his arterial <laughs> wall that's is major, like. That's a major catastrophe yeah. for doing right. something like that. <laughs> yeah, they also kind of forgot that earlier in the movie they made it seem like a huge deal that his heart was pumping so hard and he was like near right. cardiac arrest or whatever. But then yeah. later, he was doing stuff that was way more heart pumpy, like way yeah. more yeah. hanging out that door and the back of the truck and all that. They just sort of brushed that away like it wasn't a big deal yeah. anymore. It's been about 40 episodes since I asked you this question, and I don't expect the answer to be any different. But did you guys watch Downsizing yet? Yes. Uh, yes. No. The Paul Rudd. Uh, that was the Paul Rudd thing from a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Paul Rudd. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Uh, that was, uh, that's the clone one. No, downsizing is the Matt Damon, Matt Damon yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Saw that too. Yeah. Some, some, some of those really, really, really uh, uh, left you. an impression on me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a movie that starts out being one thing and then turns into something 
totally different. Completely different. It's it's actually yeah. like it's got some comedy in the first half, and then it just like stops. No, yeah. no more serve comedy. It? I, I keep hearing this that it's almost like just it's starkly two different kinds of movies. It, does it serve it well to be that, or is that does that make the movie stumble? I've never seen it, but I always it, hear people be it cautious. It dances about it. on the edge of social commentary, um, but doesn't get too ham fisted. Again, if I remember correctly. Um, but it does you know it does talk about um class uh, class warfare and and global warming exactly yeah Mm. oh here it is it's very uh it's just a like for me it's a very memorable movie so i'm like Mm -hmm. because you know alexander payne doesn't do anything halfway like every every alexander payne story uh takes the characters to their limits oh yeah this guy this one this one has christoph Waltz. And he is just brilliant. Like the guy, mm-hmm. the guy plays the whole character and it, like, I don't know. You should see it, Scott. Does he say, uh, Django, we have to get moving Django. Does he say that? He doesn't do that. Um, yeah, his, my favorite movie he ever made was Nebraska, but I'm, I don't know why. That's just my favorite. Alexander uh, Payne's. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's really good. Um, okay. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, oh, um, I'm a little surprised they okay, we were talking earlier about how the movie's not afraid to sort of you know yeah. get up to the edge of what's tasteful or whatever. But it never really crossed the line. Like they could have gone, I'm going through your penis, or I here I am in your colon, I'm peeking out your butt. <laughs> you mean to make like, it bigger? Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a button on my console for that, even though I was planning on just going into a rabbit. Yeah. Your left testicle's weird. Like they could have done all that and they didn't do it. Right. Right, and I was surprised, and I don't know why I was surprised, but I guess I, I don't maybe a member. Dante's pretty good about doing that, though. Kind of, yes. Going, Dante, uh, not Farrelly Brothers. Yeah, just he's like, eh, come up with your own weird shit. I've yeah. got enough here. Oh, did you know? Okay, sorry, this is the thing I meant to tell you guys. So historically, people believe that Thelma and Louise was the first selfie in a film, like somebody oh, making yes, a selfie. Oh, yes, saw this in, a in movie. trivia. This is great, but. Mm-hmm. Right before Tuck Pendleton is shrunk and put in the syringe, he grabs a Polaroid camera and does a selfie with one of his coworkers. So huh. technically, this, unless someone can find something else, is the first selfie on film. Interesting. Yeah, it's got to be. It's, it was like it was 87. It was amazing to me when I saw that. And it was also amazing because at the time I was thinking, how does Tuck know what he's doing? Yeah. Like, they just skipped over a lot of story. And this is already, the movie's too long, guys. This movie it's is already yeah. two hours. It's a little yeah. long, 20 yeah. minutes too long. Sure. But I was just like, wow, they just went from he's naked in the street to he knows how to operate this whole vehicle. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, he did say he's been working on something for a while. And that's why he yeah, has all the rabbits. It was two months. Right. Yeah. 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 Two months. He'd been he's just drinking and working on that project. And piss around right. people at a party. And, yeah. and trying to get uh, Meg Ryan back. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get that lady from Top Gun to like him again. That's right. Uh, and she didn't know she was pregnant. Been pregnant two months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the other thing. Okay. Are we to yeah, th- are we meant to believe the pregnancy was from that little one-nighter? Yeah. That, yes, yes, we are. That's okay. all the well, that fetus, we have, therefore, it That has to fetus be. was way too advanced is what I'm getting at. Yeah, at two months, yeah. Yeah, no way. Yeah, they, they should have showed a blob of cells and told us that, you know, he, yeah. somehow Jack but, yeah. Tuck knows. Yeah, but there's, they're, supposed <laughs> to look like a, they're supposed to look like a dirty uh, leftover right. kidney or something it's, that early. They but the, like the, the least of all the scientific... <laughs> issues i know film, i feel really. like i shouldn't even bring one up because you're gonna find five more that are just as dumber dumber but 
Right. But again, the movie's like one of the things I think it succeeds at. And if we haven't made this clear, I think we're all kind of saying the movie holds up. Um, oh, yeah. I, I yeah, think one of it's better than it deserves. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I think I think the magic here is is on performances, direction and I don't know. Concept. I, it's yeah. just a fun concept that, that yeah. you know, until we actually perfect miniaturization and we can look back and say, why did this movie have it wrong? Yeah. Right. And we've got there's a nice concept <laughs> here that we can kind of sink yeah. our teeth into. I think the biggest problem with this becoming a concept you could run with in a more serious way, like do you know, imagine like a really serious science fiction film where the war is happening between bodies and, and stuff and people don't even know what's going on. Like I, I was thinking about this. The hard part is transference. How do you get them out into the other people? In this movie, it's like, how about an ocean of spit between two people? <laughs> right. But that doesn't right? work yeah. in a serious context. You'd have to come up with a better way to move around yeah. between hey, bodies. You just, you know, uh, move them, fly them to the rectum. Yeah. Damn near <laughs> killed him. Damn near killed him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this movie also... <laughs> this movie kind of makes the point that uh, when you kiss somebody, like even even a, a kiss that's you know without passion, right? Just a, a kiss yeah. of necessity. But yeah. when you kiss somebody, apparently you get a connection to them, whether you like it or not. Right. Yes, at, exactly. the end, at the end of the I like movie, a, I like a kiss of necessity. That makes me yeah. Happy. yeah. That's fun. At the at the end of the movie, Meg Ryan is about to get into a limo with her new husband, and she has a look. With Martin Short, and the movie is trying to tell you, oh, they they have a connection now. Yeah, but yeah, that right. look is like, wow, she wants to jump him right now. She yeah. wants to like, <laughs> yeah. get all over him. That's a kiss doesn't do that. Yeah. That's that's too much to ask. She yeah. desires coitus with the comedian is what she does. <laughs> that's what she wants. That's right. Um, I, so, I think they were. I don't. I don't think they ever got around to it. I think they were kind of doing uh, what is it? Cyrano is that where you know, oh, got one guy on the outside, oh, sure, and voice on the inside? Sure. And yeah. so I mean, yeah. and the true the, the true romance is the is the guy on the inside who's supplying the the voice. right. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. It's all these little questions. Yeah, it's fun fun to see. It's actually fun to dissect and kind of see the the the, the there are pieces of this movie that are just taken from other ideas, but they're applied right. in such a way that you don't you know feels original and feels. Feels like yeah. they're making their own movie, which is pretty cool. Uh, I have some scrutiny, though. There is a little scrutiny. Scrutiny. This is about IMDb and their bad trivia, but uh, this claims Mel Gibson and Robin Williams were considered for the part of Jack Putter. Now, Robin Williams, I believe. Sure. Mel Gibson. Sure. Why? Because really? they, just, they saw the only <laughs> thing they've ever seen of Mel Gibson was that one part in. Uh, in uh, Lethal Weapon One, where he does the whole Larry Curly and Mo <laughs> crazy <laughs> thing, that's the only right, thing right. they saw. I was like, oh, that Mel Gibson. Yeah, I think I saw that one part of uh, Lethal Weapon. Now, yeah, but but uh, but, but like, I, like I could see him as the pilot. Like Mel Gibson could yes, have been sure. Yes, Mel Gibson is a perfect alternative for Dennis. Quaker. Sure, but for Jack Putter, trivia is bullshit. Oh, it's crazy yeah. talk. Now, right. Now, uh, originally, according to the screenwriter Jeffrey Boehm, uh, they were their original concept was to have Michael J. Fox inside Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> what? What? Well, and that's uh, I was actually thinking about really? this. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because think about it. This movie wants to be uh, slapstick. It really wants that. <laughs> so why not? Why not make it like twins? Why not have? Yeah, you know, right. Why not have? Schwarzenegger inside DeVito or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, it could be, it could be that. And That's it, it when the concept that. moves though, from being a funny, con- a, a good concept with funny actors delivering it to it all centers on, wouldn't it be funny if Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> who's this big guy is in this trunk and inside Danny DeVito. That's, you lose everything around that because that, that is 
the basis of the sale. funny. Yes, yeah, right. I think is correct. I think I'm with Ibit on that. That's this. This is the right choice. The other thing is a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> and usually Hollywood goes for the bad ideas. I'm not saying they wouldn't. They go for the easy fruit. But I think this fruit was slightly harder, a high, little higher, a little less ripe. You know, they had to kind of work the fruit, tickle the fruit. <laughs> they had to work the fruit. We have some weird combinations, like when necessary kisses, working the fruit. I, don't, I feel violated. Oh, I feel you know even more funny, sexually confused. Because we do say a lot of weird things on the show. Um I have a, uh, an acquaintance who the other day told me, hey, I listened to your, I went into, to try some of your podcasts. I said, oh, cool. What would you do? And he said, well, I decided to, I love movies, so I decided to try Film Sack. And I said, oh, cool. What you, would you think? That's one of our more popular and fun things we do. And he says, I just, I, I really liked it. I really liked this. I felt like you guys have this amazing like rapport. Everybody's really knows each other and talks in, in a way that's like friends around a table. It's really great. I said, oh, good. That's kind of the idea. And he goes, but I don't know who any of those people are. <laughs> right. And I said, well, it's not important. I go, it's not important to go. You won't, you know, me and you, so there, and that's all you need to know. But these other guys, they'll grow, you know, they, if you liked yeah. what you heard, no matter who, you know, in the pack, everyone else will grow on you. You'll figure out pretty quickly who the other three yeah. guys. are. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, am, am, we call him am for short. Am, if you're listening, uh, thanks for listening, man. You're a cool yeah. dude. Like it is you. good yeah. to know you. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, I try really, I try really, really hard to not read reviews. But about once a year, I I uh, sink into the mud and go read the reviews of this podcast on iTunes. And every now and then, there's one where somebody uh, somebody places something that one of us said into another person. Like they 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 didn't like you know what I'm saying. Like I can't believe that Ibit said this and i'm like no no that was brian dunaway um, i remember it very very clearly and it just it's fascinating to me that you know we're probably too many voices for some people for some listeners they just mm-hmm. probably probably aren't able to keep up with who's talking at any given time right 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 um i don't you know what i can't remember the last time i went and looked yeah, don't at do a it. review don't do it. yeah i can't do no. it anymore it used to be really important to me back in the day and i don't know why i thought that I feel like things are more community. We have we have other ways to reach out to the people who like us, and uh, mm-hmm. that's good enough. <laughs> well, yeah, and and like getting you know you want feedback, right? Like yeah. uh, so so and so was too their volume was too low or whatever. You can get that very very easily. You know, yeah. like yeah, we have yeah. a Discord and we're you know we're on Facebook and so on. Yeah, you got somebody who's just there to call you a name because they're they got nothing else to do and they don't actually think that they, they listen to everything you do, but they somehow hate you. Like I don't have time for those people anymore. They can go. Yes. If you, if you would really like to uh, be insulted, you should go on to nextdoor.com. Yeah. I highly recommend <laughs> yeah. No, that's oh, where we found yeah. out that naked guy was walking around the neighborhood the other day though. That was pretty cool. There's mm-hmm. some naked dude walking around with a really let me, let me was it a uh, Dennis Quaid or Randy Quaid it was, type? <laughs> it was Randy Quaid type. Oh, okay. And uh, he's walking around behind some of the alleyways where people's garages are in this one part of where I live over by North Lake. And uh, he, um, I'm trying to remember the details, except I think we, some he was walking with a pillow, naked with a pillow and a pair of socks. And that's it. So a lot yeah. of people are naked with a, a lot of people are like, you should have seen how he was uh, ringing everybody's <laughs> ring doorbell. <laughs> yeah. What he finger de- did you he use? He definitely mm. escaped a, a husband who come come home early. Yeah. He definitely. It might have oh. been. Been, but yeah. my some think it's sleepwalking, which is entirely possible. Uh, yeah, Ambien. It's got to be Ambien. Probably Ambien. But what, what did, okay, where was the pillow? Was he holding the pillow in his head, or what, did he have it around his crotch? He was grip. No, not around his crotch. He was gripping it like he was hugging it. 
like on okay. his chest as Wiener was yeah. out for everyone to see. Um, <laughs> and uh, let me just, let me, I just want to tell that guy if he's listening. Maybe invest in like a little Norelco, like, uh, you know, a little. Nice. No, this, we're not going to hair shame, are we? No, this guy was like, he had like a, a family of rodents down there. I don't know what was great. Bigfoot. Yeah, was Bigfoot, was it, Bigfoot confirmed. <laughs> was it more than Picardo in this film? It, <laughs> yes, what more was, than Picardo. What was, the, what was the the trimmer shaver that was marketed for manscaping? What oh, was it called? Uh, man, man, oh, man. Skates. There was all these commercials a few years the ago. More. Um. There. Well, there's the ball one. <laughs> uh, the ball one. It had. Uh, it had Jamie Fox, uh, the dude who was the pianist, uh, like all walking down the street talking about how they manscape. Is that the one? Is that is that it? It's the, <laughs> I don't remember the something body groom. <laughs> The, 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 the best it was headline body groom my favorite headline ever i just did a quick search is oh, 10 God. best trimmers and shavers for balls <laughs> i just <laughs> nice just something funny stop about stop that. using the flow on your balls yeah. and get a real yeah. trimmer a the phillips the phillips norelco body groom if you look up ads body yeah, that was it that was it there it is the, the body oh phillips norelco well all right fancy yeah. pants Oh, well, that's, that's well real. right yeah. on the box is use this on your balls yeah wow yeah yeah wow yeah ladies do not apply all right yeah also a tender subject right now for me so yeah. we oh, okay. right you've been Brian, on a bike Brian seat a bike for a long time <laughs> long time on a bike seat um all right hey uh here's some fun uh cameo stuff i found Rance oh, Howard. I love word up. Yeah, yeah. Rance Howard, uh, father <laughs> father of Ron Howard, made a cameo in the uh, supermarket checkout line. But also next to him in the checkout line, next to Rance Howard, was Chuck Jones, famed animator. What? Yeah. Uh, and cartoonist Chuck Jones. He uttered the line, $800 a bottle. Who'd want to? That was him. Yeah. Was I'd go yeah, back and watch I now. Back, I didn't know I that. Because I saw that trivia after that scene, and I went back and watched him like, because the trivia makes it sound like he's eating carrots while he's saying it, right? Like he's, nah. <laughs> he's like going, watch out, Doc. <laughs> exactly, but it's it's delivered so like, meh. So I wonder if they were going to use him in a in a in a greater capacity because you know they kept making all the bunny bugs jokes. They had the little clip from Bugs yeah. Bunny. Where yeah. they were going to use him to a greater effect? Here's the problem, or, Chuck Jones. We revere him. We see him right. as a, a lord of all he surveys. The world on the whole are like cartoons, whatever. You're just a friend. You're like Dante's friend. Sure, you can have a line. Like, I don't think, I don't think the rest of the world sees Chuck Jones like we see Chuck Jones. No, probably yeah. not. I see him as like an all time greatest, one of the greatest ever. He's amazing. Agreed. Anyway. I was I was staring, of course, at the lady because she had been she had been predicted by. I I couldn't follow yeah. that subplot where somehow Martin Short knew in advance that yeah. that yeah. was all going to happen. Yeah. I I don't know, but anyway, that was Laura Waterbury and she has the best IMDb photo guys. It is, <laughs> oh, really? It is perfect for her. Wait, it let is me just perfect like it Diane is oh, Waterbury. Uh I don't see this. Yeah. Is she in uh secondary credits like next page kind of She stuff? has to, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, they okay. all are. All all the people there who are in that is. grocery store are all together. Well, except for Kathleen Freeman. Oh, wow. Freeman. That is like, what, 1950 <laughs> Laura Waterford or something. She well, looks like if she, was, if she was in Mad Men, the comedy. That's what she looks like. It's perfect. Mm. Right. Uh, right. Ka- Kathleen Freeman was the dream lady. She's up higher, and she's she's interesting. The one with the fake gun that's the lighter or whatever, lighting up. Yeah, in the yeah. 
Uh, she's a weird looking lady. Let's see here. I still don't see this woman. Oh, Laura Waterbury. Here we go. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that was some time ago. Oh, she died early. 20, uh, 66 is all. Boo. Boo. She died in 66. No, she, she died at the age of 66. Age of 66. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say. Weird, because that would be before this movie. Okay. She was in two shrinky movies. She was in Inner Space and then Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, a lot of people in this movie. A lot of people down the credits were in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm-hmm. This is like this is like a bunch of people that just know the people making this movie. Well, basically, the trivia also claims that um, uh, what's his beak, uh, Rick Moranis, was going to be in this, but turned it down because he was already in contract to do the Shrunk thing, and he right. felt like it would be too weird to do two movies where something about, about shrinking. shrinking. Yeah, he just didn't mm-hmm. think that was cool. Right, so have we, have we all seen... We haven't done it on the show. Like, but, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is a full two years later, right? Yeah, yeah, it's 89 or something. Yeah. But that, they, that stuff starts early. I don't, I don't, I'm not surprised they would have already been locked in on some kind of contract. But the point is, like... Um, or what was I going to say? I forgot now. Shit. There was a thing <laughs> I was going to say, and I don't... Oh, uh, did we... Is my memory bad and we actually didn't see this, but did we see um, Osmosis Jones? No, Jones, we have not watched it yet. We've nope. had on the list. Okay, Osmosis yeah, Jones is awesome, and it's Bill Murray in the basically the unsuspecting there's something shrunk inside my body. That's role. right. Yeah, I forgot that he was the, he was the, the body in, yeah. in that film. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. Huge fan. So if we ever get around to it, Great combination of animation and live action in the same movie. I agree. Being, also not yeah. afraid to be a little gross and a little edgy. Mm-hmm. Shatner's in it. He plays the mayor of this dude's body. Um, freaking <laughs> That's right. Chris- Shatner could have been the main old old man bad hey, guy. Hey, guess what's on HBO Max right now? Osmosis Jones. Osmosis Jones? Osmosis Jones. I love that show, that movie. I really love it. Like, un- unapologetically love it. So if we get around to it. I mean, maybe not right you after apologize this. right now, Scott. You tell me you're sorry for liking that movie. <laughs> this, is a, this is an animated film. Yeah, well, Correct. half and half. So all the yeah. Bill Murray stuff is in the real world, and all the animated stuff is happening in the body. Um, in a lot of ways, it's kind of inner space. Like, it's just sort of that concept, except in the body, it's uh, Chris Rock plays a cop, and the cop is a white blood cell? Yeah. Right. I mean, he's what, a, what he's do you a white expect from the Fairly Brothers thing. Yeah, it's a Fairly Brothers deal, right. And he's a he's a um, he's a white blood cell. Uh, uh, what's his name from Frasier? Uh, Niles can't think of his name. David right. Hyde Pierce. Uh, David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he comes in there as a, um, a like a Tylenol robot. He's basically a, a robot, but he but he comes originally as a, in pill form, and he's like a antibiotic or something. And he's his partner, and they're going after infections and all this stuff. So it's got this really great adventurous kind of animation thing going on, but then constantly you're coming out of that into live action town where bill murray is just being really gross and he's disgusting and he's laying around and or what was it i can't remember what happened but because he, he has germs he ends up puking at some point mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't right. remember but 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 what's her name um uh sister Catherine gallagher uh oh uh shit can't think of her name uh SNL Kenny. Yes. Yeah. She's Sherry O'Terry. Sh- no. 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 Same same era though. Um uh, uh she's brunette, the one, uh she's the one that uh, sm- would smell her armpits and then get weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> she was I'm great. pulling it up because Molly, Molly, Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon. Yes. She's in it. She's fantastic in it. 
Uh, there's a scene with a zit that will make your life hell. Like, it's just great. It's just a Fairly Brothers movie with a little bit of animation. Well, a lot. And it works, and it's awesome, and I can't recommend I, it enough. I really, I, there was a time when I would not watch something if Chris Elliott was in it. I just, Chris Elliott yeah. drove me mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. And then he Schitt's somehow, Creek. he somehow grew on me in Shit's Creek. Like, when yeah. Shit's Creek starts, yeah. I'm just like, oh, the, I hope they kill this character. Like, I hope, <laughs> I hope someone murders this character. And then as it goes on, I'm just like, Oh, please don't hurt my Chris Elliott. Yeah. He's so great. No, he's yeah, so no you're not wrong. Like he, for a while, he had, it was a very uncomfortable kind of comedy. He was great on David Letterman. And then for a while it was, it was just uncomfortable comedy that wasn't, wasn't funny. It was yeah. just the comedy. So you didn't like Cabin Boy then? Fine. I didn't like Cabin Boy. I These mean, pipes how- are clean. I did like that part though. You <laughs> <laughs> like that part of it. I liked him in Groundhog Day. He's good in that. You know? Yeah, yeah. We he's, saw him in he's the abyss. Tough. He's he's a tough character to like. I I it, his little run on uh, everybody loves Raymond was okay, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. He's really easy to hate. Yeah. And he had his whole TV show with um, Get a Life. Yeah, oh, right. his daughter was funny. She was on SNL. Yeah, she was. Good. Uh, she's and she's yeah. doesn't look anything like him. No, right. Abby, thank Abby, thank Abby, what's her face? Yeah, Abby yeah. Elliott. Abby yeah. Elliott. Of yeah, well, for whatever reason, she skipped the genes he brought to the table. And uh, <laughs> yes, other than you know, kind of being a redhead a little bit. Um, yeah, he's a, I know he's sort of give and take, but I'm surprised you guys has hesitated on Groundhog Day. I thought he's great in that. It's very small, understated role. He's he's the cameraman, it's no big deal. It's he's used so little in that. I don't think of that as a Chris Elliott film, mm. right? Yeah, really the only him. time you really get any sort of Chris Elliott is when he's. He's hitting on the uh, the same woman that Bill yeah. Murray took to the to the movie. Yeah, and oh, she, she shoots him down. I, I can't figure out. Bird. I can't figure out if Chris Elliott is a genius or if he's just uh, maybe nothing at all. I mean, but I'm the he's, same way. He's, he's like, willpower. He's real easy. Yeah, he's real easy to hate. You're like, oh god, I hate him. But sometimes that's good. Sometimes if you can, you know, if you find a role like that, and no, that's a that's career. That's a career based on pure willpower. I I believe. Yeah, um, that's somebody who doesn't really have any innate skills that still forced his way in and made it work. And I respect that. <laughs> right. So Chris Elliott, who, who do you, who do you hate more? Uh, Chris Elliott or um, how about Tom Green? Who's your, Oh, who's oh your wow. Tom, hate there you go. That's, that's a very interesting parallel uh, <laughs> comparison. Uh, I dislike Tom Green more because I think hmm. that, that Chris Elliott has, uh, has more a wide range of, of uh, comedy ability, where I think Tom Green's only ability is doing something gross, but maintaining a straight face while he does it. Yeah. So let's. Uh, I, I want to extend the list, though. So like, because <laughs> this right. is, back, back in the day, we used to have this whole thing. Like, who do you hate more, Polly Shore or uh, <laughs> Dane you know, Cook? Don't yeah. waste the juice. Uh, you know, Shia LaBeouf. Like, there were all kinds of. of I don't like all this hate talk, but yeah, I hate Dane Cook. <laughs> not really a dane cook guy yeah i also no, don't like that he's, dude uh, he's com- fine who's the comedian that did the videos the short oh the pot uh tosh i don't like that tosh guy i like Dan tosh oh, I, like, I like tosh no he doesn't make me laugh you know i think me. the king of this whole category is charlie sheen because he is actually he actually is funny or at least he can be directed in a way that he's legit funny mm-hmm. but at the same time you just know you just hate him, like you just like you just get this vibe you cannot unget, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think with with um, Tom Green, Dane Cook, to some degree, Chris Elliott, you hate them 
because of their comedy style. You hate Charlie Sheen completely uh, indirectly, uh, indirectly related to his comedy. Yeah, you hate him for his outside life, outside but of he's just comedy. a garbage monster. I, I don't know, man. I watched a lot of Three and a Half Men, uh, Two and a Half Men. For Did you really? Three you watched it so much there was an extra man in there. <laughs> yeah, I watched yeah. A, I watched a lot of Two and a Half Men, and I every, watch that. every time you see Charlie Sheen, every single time, he looks like he's looking at the person that he's talking to with complete hatred. Like he is so above all of this. He doesn't belong in all of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I realized it's kind of the character. The yeah. character's rich. That's how it works. But, also, but at, here in hindsight, we also, that's kind yeah. of how Charlie Sheen felt about them. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't like any of those guys. They all, they all talk smack about each other off air. But yeah, Charlie Sheen's probably just a pain in the ass. Like in every way. Can you imagine working with that guy? I couldn't do it. I like his dad. I like his brother. You see what I mean? Like when you when you uh, give some credit to Paulie Shore, you're like, I'll bet he's real cool. Off offset, off just like hanging out. You know, I'll yeah, bet Paulie Shore's right. a cool guy. He seems yeah. all right. I'll bet Chris Elliott's a fine guy to have lunch. Oh with. yeah, I all bet all those guys. people are just fine. Yeah, they're except all fine, Cook. except for Dan Cook and uh, and Charlie Shane. F those guys. Why? I just I still don't understand why all the hate. I've never understood the Dane <laughs> Cook hate. I mean. <laughs> I have no feelings for the man. He's fine. He's fine. All right. He has a particular. Okay. So I don't Dane find Cook, him Dane at all Cook funny. is the Coldplay of comedy. So <laughs> oh. He comes, he comes I like along. Coldplay. That's harsh. Yeah. Uh, you he know what? Along. Give it to the, what is the Canadian? <laughs> he's, the DJ, he's the DJ Khaled of comedy. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. I, DJ Khaled's a Khaled-less hack. Oh, In man. the early aughts, there were two comedians <laughs> that I found out about because people were passing around their discs, their 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 first album, yeah. their big first album. I never heard of these guys, except that people that I knew who went to the comedy club all the time were like, you have to listen to this. And it was Dane Cook and Joe Rogan. Both of those guys had albums that were like like important to people who went to see stand-up comedy. Comedy. Yeah. And yeah. so then Dane Cook comes along and puts out an album of of new comedy new comedy we didn't know that, that like he was actually stealing from a lot of people but he puts out an album new comedy that's the number one album in the world for a couple of weeks yeah, right? right and yeah. it's like everyone is listening to this this set of his called retaliation and suddenly he's too uh uh, uh successful for his own ability Right, it's just like it was just exactly like Coldplay. There, you pass a point where everybody is like, "Well, I can't like this if everybody likes it." Mm. Yeah, maybe. What if uh, what if, what if you had played uh, Martin Short's character because he kind of does that for Employee of the Month, right? It's kind of, but nobody's inside him. Nice, nice job trying to bring it back. Oh, yeah, well you. done. I like you. So you're always trying. I've noticed that. Okay, I'll give Dane Cook one point for being in Dan in real life as a normal dude, and I liked that movie. Dan oh, in real yeah. life's a great yeah. movie. And Dan yeah. Cook does not ruin it. The, I, forget the, that. I forgot that he's in that. Yeah. yeah it's in okay. the 2021 remake of Inner Space, Dane Cook could play uh, the cowboy. The cowboy? Dude, there was a, why oh. would you need a remake? They just need to do the sequel they promised us. Yeah, they uh, were going to do you a get, sequel. Uh, you get NoHo Hank from uh, from Barry. What, what's the character's name? The oh. <laughs> No <laughs> Eyebrow so Hank. Much. What's his uh, I forget. I love him so much, though. Yes. Yeah, that's who you get to be the cowboy. Oh. By the way, speaking of Barry, Barry better couldn't come back. Henry Winkler have played Martin Short's role in this movie? You could see it. Oh. Sure. Oh, I sure. Yeah. Anthony Kerrigan, yeah. NoHo Hank. Dude, where's Barry season three? What's yes. going on? Yeah. You better not be like Valve and you can't count to three over there, HBO. Get this going. Oh, I love that show so much. It's so good. Agreed. 
Everybody needs some better help in their lives. I know you do. So, look, you have to ask yourself sometimes what interferes with your happiness or, you know, prevents you from achieving your goals. We all have goals. What stops you from getting there? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so you can work on that stuff. You connect in a safe and private online environment. It's all very convenient. And you get communication under in under 48 hours. It starts happening right away. All without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room wondering what those magazines have been doing while you weren't looking. <laughs> uh, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy. Uh, and free, by the way, to change counselors when needed. And uh, BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And financial aid is also available. And available worldwide. That's pretty cool. They offer a, ro- a broad range of expertise that may not be available locally right where you're at. So, you know, more options for you. Anything you share is confidential. And you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and send a message to your counselor anytime you want to. And you can deal with all sorts of stuff. They specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, sleeping issues, trauma, anger, grief, self-esteem, gender identity, all of it. So, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Here's what I want you to do. Start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash FilmSack. Join over 1 million people who have taken the change and decided to apply that to their mental health. That's BetterHelp.com slash FilmSack for 10% off your first month. Big thanks to BetterHelp. All right. Uh... Let's do some clips here. Uh, These are clips from the film. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? I know. Inner space? I know. These aren't like clips. I don't want to freak you out or anything, but yes, these are clips from the film. And um, got a number of them. Let's uh, begin with this one. It's about balls. Well, damn, if we're not balls to the wall with all American hero types here tonight. Yeah. Drunk Dennis Quaid doing drunk things. Uh, this is a pretty funny line. But at least when my moment of truth came, I didn't take a dump down the leg of my flight suit. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that'd be no Seriously, fun. Wh- yeah. who, what are what are even fi- fighter pilots like? They're what are they? Yeah, what what, what are does they? this movie think a fighter pilot is like? I don't know. This is uh, when's Top Gun? Same year. So maybe we didn't know yet until Top Gun was going to like show yeah. us. I don't know. Was that the same year? It was eighty-seven. Yeah. I think it was wow. the same year. Weird. It was a big year. 87 was all right for movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, 86. Time. Top Gun was 86. Oh, so they should have known better by that. They should have known better. They should have known fighter pilots better than that. Yep. Here comes uh, <laughs> another rabbit reference. Yeah, wabbits. Yeah, that's him doing that wabbits. thing. Uh, oh, uh, in your chat there, I put a couple pictures. So the first one's that uh, that actor named... Yeah. What's his name? He's in everything. Uh Damn it, I can't find the guy on here. Uh, his name is Mark L. Taylor. He played Dr. Niles. He's one of our Star Trek connections later. He's in a billion things. Super prolific character actor. Yeah. Like He is in everything. Now look at him, though. Look at that picture of him now. Look at that now. Oh, man. That picture right below there. Oh. And then, <laughs> I don't know. He just looks like he's aged. He's like an old guy. All right. And then down at the bottom, I just wanted to share that that is just fine artwork for the film for promo. Except yeah. for the the Dennis Quaid is horrendous. Yeah, it's like, uh, well, we need you to draw Dennis Quaid, but all we have is this picture of Tom Cruise. Can yeah. you make it work? Yeah, right. and they just stretch his lip around a little, and you're done. But everyone else looks fine. Right. 
<laughs> and Martin Short particularly looks great. He looks is this and is, is this Drew Struzan? That's what I was gonna say. If it is, I'm embarrassed for Drew Struzan for the yeah. for the well, for who? like Drew Fever? Drew, Drew Struzan. <laughs> you know him. He's great. <laughs> All right, here's uh I wrote Remember This Guy. Good. Nice clean break. Leave everything behind. I don't live here. A one nighter? Will you, you shut, shut up? up? Get back in your Oh jeez. Wow. So, he reacting there. Uh, this is gross. Smell this. Yeah. Well, go on, smell it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. I don't remember that part. Uh, she, she paused so long, I had to put yeah. a fart in there. Yeah. Uh, of course you did. Here's a great short yell. <laughs> it was Martin Short. Uh, no, he does great. He does what he saw. <laughs> oh, the, la- the lady's face. She showed up and he was like, oh. Oh, right. Yep. God, she's another one who's in everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, here she is. I'm in a hurry. I'm in a hurry. She's great. She uh, is. This is this clip is literally called Saturday Night at Ibbett's House. I know exactly what this is going to be. Can I predict it? By the way, go ahead, try. I predict it's going to be the line. I'm in a man. I'm in a strange man in a room full of strangers. Let's find out. Yeah. I'm in a man. There you go. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> hey, why did you get the whole thing? I did. That's right here. I'm in a strange man. I'll be a son of a bitch. I'm in a strange man surrounded by strangers in a strange room. Totally. Your, <laughs> That's exactly. Your I wrote it down as, I thought I thought Randy was going to use it. So I put <laughs> one of you were going to use it. My, my uh, prediction for prom date clip would be when uh, the old man tells Martin Short, no. Not the old man. Dennis Quaid tells Martin Short, "Don't be a wuss puss." Oh, a wuss puss. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. I want to use yeah, that. Don't more. be a wuss puss. I'm Just really try to use that in me. the conversation. Yeah. All right. Here's where he gets possessed. I'm possessed. All right. That's how you know. That's how you know. <laughs> yeah, Martin a couple Short SCTV people on either side of him too. Flaherty and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Uh, let's see. What would what what Dennis. Oh, <laughs> I wrote what would Dennis or no? What Dennis Quaid would say inside Ibbett's body is what I wrote. Okay, so here I don't know why I was picking right. on you with these, but that's fine. Outside of prom nights, but anyway, here you go. Oh no, I'm inside a guy who likes game shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly why you thought of me because you like game shows. Because I like game shows. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, Robert Picardo doing the thing. Mm. There is nothing like a good cigar. Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, here's Martin Short being Martin Short. Accidentally sever my spinal cord and then just kind of go, "Oh, sorry." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you've got a super powerful, uh, uh, like electromagnet that you can trigger in there, wouldn't you destroy the body you're in? Yeah, in theory. Like well, I mean, it depends all on how that powerful. nervous system would die. It depends on how powerful, and also there's the the this um, when she shot him with the taser that that should have killed Dennis Quaid. That should have been the end mm-hmm. of him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he makes she makes a whole electrical storm inside his body. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty yeah. intense. All very accurate, I'm sure, to science. Here we go. Here's one. <laughs> uh, play with it, but don't talk to it. Play with it, pal. But don't talk to it. Man. What if you talk to it while you're playing with it, though? Yeah. What if that's part of the thing? Then it's okay. Then okay. It's okay. Good. Here's some time with <laughs> uh, here's some time with Meg Ryan, America's sweetheart, Greg, uh, Meg Ryan. Until the Australian came over, then she was less of a sweetheart. Yeah. But whatever. Well, until the plastic surgery too. Oh yeah, that's true. She doesn't look like herself anymore. Anyway, no. enjoy. this is a taser gun deploying a charge of twenty thousand volts. 
Now it will immobilize you for up to 15 minutes and in all probability it will render you unconscious as well. So I would let go of that man. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, here's an odd she sound. Oh, she yeah. doesn't have yeah. a lot of range, does she? No, um, not at this point. I'm not this sure she ever real. quite did. Like, did we ever get anything out of her that wasn't no. just, you know, you got mail. Same sleepless in Seattle, Joe in the volcano. But Joe in the volcano. <laughs> Joe in the volcano. Versus, <laughs> Joe versus the volcano, whatever. This, this, this seemed really like her character from French Kiss for me. Like like the same exact oh, character. Yeah, sure. that sure. one. I like that one because What's-His-Name was so great in it. Um, Billy Crystal? No. Oh, French Kiss. Uh, I can't think of his name. Mr. Um, oh, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein, yeah. He does that. He he's a French plays a French guy and does an amazing accent. And he's yes, great. yeah, just smarmy and awesome in it. He is he is great. Love him, Mister Fish, Mister Fish Odor these days. That's how you know him. All right, uh, here's a weird sound, and I didn't know what to make of it, so I recorded it, and I don't even remember who made the sound, but here it is. Okay. <laughs> Listen again, one more time. Okay. <laughs> it's weird, right? What? <laughs> it's, I know. Okay. It's weird. I think What's it's the context. Is that like a one of the lab technicians coming through on no i think it was martin short when he was trying to breathe or something something i couldn't not record it all right here's doctor no this isn't dr canker this is the doctor dr canker get in here oh no he's yelling for dr canker yeah dr canker great name dr canker uh we heard this earlier ah but that's out of context ah but <laughs> Uh, listen to some of this 80s bliss, you guys. Oh, man. Wow. I could do that all yeah. day. That is, that is, uh, it's Huey Lewis. No, it's, it's, uh, Hugo Lewis and the newspapers. <laughs> it's Hugo Lewis in Russia. We have a song we have band just like you do. It's Hugo Lewis. It's the, it's the drum and keyboard sound, right? Like, yeah. You, you if you have that sound you can't not sound like that like yeah. you can't yeah you can't use the, that drum sound and that keyboard sound to make any other kind of music mm-hmm. so there's a whole genre of japanese 80s synth that is uh really popular on spotify and apple music these days and i've been listening to some of that it's all this <laughs> they're just redoing it they're remaking there's it, a great man. band called the midnight if you haven't checked them out the midnight is they've they've met they're a uh, I think an American band, but they have mastered that eighties synth sound. Fantastic. They're fantastic. Uh, the midnight, the midnight. All right, yeah. I'm going to do that. I like that kind of stuff. I'm into it. All right. Here's uh Oh, but for serious, but for serious, but for serious. Movie is full of butts. So yeah. this, one of these lines is one that everyone in high school said over and over, and it may not have been that. Maybe it's this. That's it. Now tie that sucker tight. He's going to squirm when he wakes up. No, not that one. Oh, this one. <laughs> this is it. Okay. I heard this repeated in the halls of my high school for months after Interspace. Here it is. You see outlaw Josie Wales? <laughs> Vada flick. Yeah. Constantly. Vada flick. Vada Vada flick. flick. I never heard. I've never heard that quote before. I heard I it heard over it. and over. It doesn't wow. deserve the notoriety it got. I don't know why it happened, but Brighton High School, class of '87. <laughs> what the f were you doing, you goofballs? All right, here's another Marguerite thing. I'll get you for this, Margaret. He's your Margaret. He's just so pissed at Margaret. Yeah. Damn it, Margaret. 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 Uh, he knows the mayor. I know the mayor. All right. There's that. 
I like how they sped up when they shrunk them. They sped yeah. up their voices just a little bit, just enough. Yeah. And I know the mayor. It's just funny because in theory, shouldn't shouldn't uh, Dennis Quaid just be? He should be a little tiny. Right. Person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. All right, and then another uh, him trying to sneeze him out. He made this weird sound. All right. <laughs> you can make a song. Check it out. It's got a like a beat to it. Yeah. Yeah, Give, send that over to Moby. Boxing. Yeah, Moby will do it. Moby knows yeah. He has a TikTok channel now where he does this very thing. He'll uh, Moby yeah. will take a weird sound and then make a whole song out of it. It's pretty great. If you like Moby, he's a little weird. Love Moby. Um, didn't he have a thing where he was claiming he was all like him and um, Natalie Portman were a huge thing, and she says I barely knew the guy, and he's like, Oh really? <laughs> claiming like full, you know, full romantic relationship and all that. Anyway, huh. I don't know what that's about. Just let it wash over you. Dude. Oh, makes the power of shrinking. Uh, a few yeah. weeks ago, yeah. like like six weeks ago, um, the the characters of Jack McClane, Jack McClane? John McClane. John McClane. John McClane. The characters of John McClane from Die Hard and John Rambo from the Rambo movies, those characters were added to Call of Duty. Oh, yeah, that's like, right. They were like, yeah, they were they were like right, modern, like yeah. they weren't they weren't just like uh, uh, there's not an homage to those characters. Those characters were literally added to Call of Duty. Yep, yep. You can play as Rambo, and it's Rambo. It uses his voice. Yep. It looks exactly like his expressions his, and so his on. Bow and all that. Yeah. And for the first month that those characters were in all the Call of Duty games, that music was in the start screen. <laughs> no way. For Call of Duty. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's great. It was, it was freaking wild. Yeah, the uh, the the John McClane character is him in his barefoot uh, mode. So it's it, and it's actually using voice clips from what's his name. Uh, and and yeah. yeah, and so he's run, Bruce Willis. So he's running around the world, and it's clips. It's not stuff he specially recorded. It's all old it's from the movie. Yeah, from the movie. So he's got well, have a few laughs and the whole thing, and he's running around in his bare feet shooting people into Call of Duty. It's pretty great. Oh wow! And it's, and it's weird. It was weird to me that they they went and made some like random '80s music yeah. for that for those packs because uh, Activision has the rights to so much music. Yeah. <laughs> they they yeah. really could. They I'm sure they could have <laughs> used something actually familiar. They could have farted it. Uh, <laughs> that's it for your clips, everybody. Uh, that means time for this. I present to you the film sack checklist. Never went to the wiener check. Never went to the <laughs> never went to the pooper check. And finally, uh-huh. freaky tiny villains in the back seat check. Yeah. I cannot say enough for those stupid little puppet hands coming around his face. Yeah. I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, May not have been yeah. well done, but it was it was uh, entertaining as hell. I would agree. So I know Star Trek connection wise, I know that there's like four actors or something that were all in Deep Space Nine, but I'm not sure who they were. So I'll Wayne, give you four. The list. I'll give you four. All right. Uh, Robert Picardo, of course. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Besides being the cowboy in inner space, he was in everything Star Trek between like 97 and 2005. Um, Wendy Shaw, uh, apparently not at all related to Kristen Shaw. Uh, yeah. I, I looked it up. Uh, uh, Wendy in Inner Space. She also played Charlene in the Voyager episode Real Life. Yeah. Did she sleep with everybody on Voyager too? Yeah. <laughs> Dick Miller. 
right? Our cab driver, Dick yeah. Miller, uh, not only uh, in in uh, Deep Space Nine, he was Vin in Deep Space in two episodes of Deep Space Nine. He also played a vendor in the Next Generation episode, The Big Goodbye. This yeah. guy bit rolls, man. Yeah, bit he's rolls. great. Yeah. His first, oh, yeah. his real career, first career was a Dick Miller, though. And I, I trained to be a Dick Miller, but it never really worked <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, milling is painful. It's harder than you think. Yeah. And then I'll rant, rant, ah. it out with, rant it out with Mark L. Taylor. Mark Taylor was uh, Dr. Niles here. Uh, he played a character named Heritath in The Next Generation. Uh, that was the Ensigns of Command. Uh, great episode. And then he played Jarlath in the Voyager episode Displaced. Heritath, Jarlath. Jarlath. Wow. Jarlath. That's yeah, a, he, yeah. You look at all of his photos and it looks like he's no, he has no teeth and he can't keep his mouth closed. There you go. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Uh, well, well done. Great connections. Soundtrack grade this week. Even an S-A-H H, rather, for Spielberg as hell. Uh, they mm-hmm. just uh, kind of did that whole thing. Very uh, orchestrated, and I don't know who it was, but uh, you know, felt like Spielberg had a hand in it, as he often does at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter post, let's sum this thing up in 280 characters or less, and let's start with, hold on, let's change it up. Let's start with Randy. Interspace, demons talk through you, not to you. Don't be a wuss puss. Always keep a packed suitcase in your trunk mm. just in case you wake up in a strange place. Say, the morning after a Saturday night at Ibiza. Oh, mm. I wonder mm-hmm. how you were getting around mm-hmm. to it. Wow. That was a, you took those, a detour. Those chicken nuggets in that case grossed me out. That was the <laughs> thing that grossed me out the most. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking those things had been in that yeah. case for like in the know, trunk, however many yeah. hours. Heated trunk full of chicken nuggets. Blech. Yeah. Also... I'm still a little bummed that on the very limited income that Martin Short clearly has as a store clerk, he gave them his entire vacation money to take a cruise. That annoys Mm, me. Two years savings. That annoys me. Yeah. F that. Yeah. Give him something else. Not that. And speaking of the car, uh, 1967 Ford Mustang um, convertible. Beautiful, just oh, absolutely such a gorgeous. Beautiful car. Mm-hmm. For yeah. some reason, they took the logos off of it. It didn't have the Ford mm. logo. I didn't understand yeah. oh, that. Weird. I I was just cringing, uh, not with dissatisfaction, but like for the the idea of Martin Short dancing around on the hood of it, standing <laughs> on the windshield. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, you're gonna Hard hurt to the watch. car. Don't hurt the car. A beautiful car. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they didn't pay for a sponsorship though, so logos come off. Yep. Yes. The logos. And then uh, uh, the uh, the bad guy car uh, was a BMW 635, um, an 86. That car is so good. I just want you to know. Yeah. Get a, get a late 86 series BMW and just get in it. Like yeah. just oh. Did that have so the logos fun. ripped off or did we did we notice? Well, I don't. I didn't notice, but uh, you know you can tell by the kidney grill, oh, sure, like sure. that it's a BMW, and that was definitely present uh well, those are great cars then still are oh. they make a hell of a car those germans yeah. uh all right well, well done uh brian dunaway did we lose him <laughs> sorry i didn't I forgot how we were doing twitter posts. yeah you're fine Dun- <laughs> dunaway you there i can't hear you you went mute it's this damned imac you'll say <laughs> that's right Dunaway, you there, buddy? Do we lose you? Here, I'll switch. I'll switch uh, regions. Let's see if that fixes it. Let's try that. I don't mind. Let's go to the south. Let's go to the American Central. Here we go. That was very. It was very exciting how my Discord just flashed at me. Oh yeah, it'll definitely give you the flash. Dunaway, you there? I am. Hi. Oh hi. Could you hear us before? 
I could not. Oh, I must oh, wow. had a for how long? internet glitch. Could y'all hear me? No, we could not hear you. <laughs> Weird. But yeah, we, can, I don't know. we can hear you now. Uh, so I'll, I'll say this again. Hey, Twitter post from Brian Dunaway now. Inner space. <laughs> I see spacewalkers, moonwalkers, and Dennis Quaid's stellar butt. How does that feel? Feels good. Now do it again. Zero <laughs> defects. <laughs> well, hold on a second. Didn't you have a name for... Um, Russell Crowe a while back when he was had his butt and you could see his cheeseburger or something like that. What was that? Oh, reverse <laughs> cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah, I think there was a, maybe a little of that going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on a 4K TV, you might have been able to pick it up. Quaid, yeah. Quaid reverse che- cheeseburger. Yeah, I didn't like it. Didn't Which reminds like it. me, the Olympics are coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Yeah, Randy stole all mine with his car talk, but I had to, I have a backup written. So, right. Inner Space, a movie where Martin Short really plays it subtle. What a flick! <laughs> <laughs> well done, Vata flick. Vata um, flick. Let's move on to this uh, alternate title. I was just handed these, and uh, it was almost called Outer Face because okay. uh, yeah. that's yeah. how that's how uh, Randy Quaid traveled there. Uh, Dennis Quaid traveled back to Martin Short. Yep. He traveled outer uh, from Meg Ryan, outer face, in outer into face. Yeah, Martin exactly. Short. Yeah, see, I, was, I think they were right on with that one. Or uh-huh. the many marvelous prosthetic accessories of Mr. Igo. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, hey, email time. You guys send us emails all the time, and we love it. Filmsack at gmail.com is the email address. I'm going to read two short ones today. This one from Jeff Lichty, or Lichty. I'm not sure you say it. Says, hello, Sackers. Finally got time to listen to the Predator episode, and I enjoyed it very much after rewatching it again recently. You were right. This was a bastion of masculinity. Uh, when you played the audio that you referred to as being falafel, there we go, <laughs> I had to think about it. To me, it sounded like Carl Weathers said, centered on the, pap- uh, centered on the papaya. That would make <laughs> sense since the camp was made up of these shelters with thatching. I will say... Uh, that it took me a few times to pick it up after you programmed me here for Falafel. <laughs> Thank you for all you do and keep it up, Jeff. Uh, yeah, do you have the audio clip handy? I don't have it. I, t- I think I, uh, that one got chucked. Um, yeah, that one got chucked. I keep a bunch everyone, and then Everyone seems it. to agree that the word was palapa. A palapa would be a thatched roof so, uh, like shelter. So it is palapa. Yeah, okay. but it's it was that was a really funny. It's moment. a weird thing that I mean, no one on the earth in yeah. the theater knows what a palapa is. I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe it's just me. Uh, all right, then we got one from uh, Craig in Sydney. That's cool, Sydney, Australia. Uh-huh. Says, uh, "Hey guys, hope everything's going well." Ridley Scott, I love and hate him at the same time. Mm. He has mm-hmm. made some of my favorite mm-hmm. films, but in our family, we refer to him as "quote shit in the air guy" unquote. <laughs> Uh, once you see this, there is, and notice that there is always shit in the air. You can never unsee it in his style. Thanks for everything, Craig. So now that he's mentioned it, shit I, decided, in the air. I decided to fire up just a couple of scenes of some Ridley Scott movies. Sure right. enough, there are particulates in, in every scene. There's stuff floating in the air and reflecting off of light in everything he does. Right. It's, oh, it's gotcha. okay. So not r- real shit in the air. No, no, no. no. Like little bits of stuff. Little bits of dust and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 You know, it's less egregious than uh, lens flare all over the place. That's true. Right. That's true. Do you guys remember when that got to the air Blu-ray and J.J. Abrams had some of the blue had some of the lens flare taken out because people were so mad. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. <laughs> Deflared because it was bad in the theater. I remember it was just like, dude, we get it. Everything's shiny in space. Well done. It was like so much, but 
Anyway, uh, Craig, we I'll never not now I'll never unsee it. So thanks for that. Thanks. Next time I, I, think, I watch I Matchstick Men. I think we like Scott though. Oh, right? we love we him. Like we're, yeah, we're love him. Yeah, yeah, love yeah. him. Can't get enough. Love Ridley Scott. Yeah. yeah, he could make. Uh, I don't care what he makes. I'll watch it. I love that guy, dude. When's the last time you guys saw Black Hawk Down? An amazing movie. So good. So good. Oh my gosh, Black Hawk yeah. Down's good. Like any, I don't. I, there's not a movie he make that I think is crap, mm-hmm. except. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm thinking. Think we, of a crap like Ridley Robin Scott Hood? movie. Um, which Robin Hood? Oh, I never the, saw that one. The Russell Crowe. Didn't see it. Okay. Um, is it good? Um, I mean, you've seen it. I I I I I don't re- I don't remember. I don't remember liking it or disliking it. I know the um, theatrical version of Kingdom of Heaven is terrible, but the director version is amazing. That's that thing's a complete flip. Let's see, Thelma and Louise, Gladiator's amazing. Yeah, I, I like Gladiator is one of my top ten movies of all time. We got another Alien prequel coming to finish out his trilogy. We'll see how that goes. What Gladiator Two's been announced? Really? No, it I has. mean yes, but but no, that's not going to happen. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> also, you know what, Randy, you were right. The pandemic must be doing this. I'm now back in. I'm looking at Ridley Scott's thing, and he's got a billion announced and pre-production, post-production things that are all just like clogging up the top of his thing. <laughs> it's just they've been working really hard on creating projects during the pandemic, and now they're finally coming out. Oh, and that Blade Runner Black Lotus TV show's coming. Still, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited about that. That's Noah Hawley, you know doing that Ooh, yeah love him love everything he does oh dude. i just I, I just think really scott's just uh down the middle always solid like the martian could have been terrible yeah. um, as a movie yeah you know because it's such a it's such an in, uh, like a that's not, not complicated oh, the martian's like, so good it, you're right it's that's such a, tech, mm-hmm. a, a personal uh book like yeah. the book is all mm-hmm. one in one guy's head basically yeah yeah, yeah. and it's a, you know it's a great movie for what it could have been I didn't know he directed that Jean-Claude Van Johnson series. I never mm. did watch that. I didn't know that. Kind of weird Van Damme mm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Blade Runner 2049. He didn't direct it, though. I'm just trying to find garbage. I can't find any. He doesn't make crap. He's great. Yeah. That's what we've learned here. He's Agreed. nothing but good. American keep, Gangster. Keep that, oh. keep that shit in the air, Ridley Scott. Yeah, that's right, yeah. baby. <laughs> and straight. Uh, I've and it seen- could be. Okay, so one one things that creates that effect it's probably the the lens type he uses probably is uh it it probably films it requires a lot of light yeah and wherever you rec- and wherever you have to amp up the light like that yeah. you'll start picking up all those particles and things it's probably yeah. just a filming technique yeah I, like lens yeah. he chooses yeah uh, director plus cinematographer uh, you know when you move around in, in film history you have all these different kind of looks and it's little stuff it's not that's yeah. not like a you know what I mean? Like it's not always John John Woo throwing some doves out in front of the camera. Like it's not always that that prominent. You know, it's yeah. more subtle things. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna go ahead and say Ridley Scott might be. Mm, this is a tall thing to say. <laughs> he might be the greatest director. <laughs> Don't lock life. it in. One of my favorite directors. I'll just say that because there's so yeah, much of the, so much of my so much uh-huh. of genre that I like and stuff. He's he's had a hand in in some way or another. Yeah, there's just no getting around it. That guy's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can definitely put him with like Spielberg and Scorsese and. I'd have and to. I think for me, I'd have to. He's there. Hitch, He's sitting Hitchcock. there. Right now. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. Uh, thank you for your uh, shit in the air thing, Craig. We appreciate it. And uh, <laughs> your email address you guys you guys want to keep and have on the handy is filmsack at gmail.com. Keep those comments coming. You got thoughts about today's movie, whatever. Oh, and you may have noticed that we skipped right over toys because toys got pulled from streaming. I forgot to mention it at the mm, top of the show. Bastards. Yeah, we had to move toward uh, this. So anyone who saw that, uh, I hope it was good. <laughs> we'll get around to it. <laughs> we'll get around to it at one point. But uh, what is our next film? I don't remember. Uh, next week we are going to watch watch Wishmaster. Oh, two weeks Ooh. by the way. We're off next week for the holiday, but yes, two weeks. Wish mm-hmm. Master. Wishmaster. I'm writing that down. 1997's Wishmaster streaming where? That's on HBO Max. Okay, we're on Max again. Max is doing good with the movies lately. They're, they're, they're yeah. doing great for us. Yeah. Uh, Robert Kurtzman directed film from 1997. I've never seen it. I remember seeing the the DVD cover a million times and never doing anything about it. So let's find out why I should be watching Angus Scrim and Robert Englund together in a film. That's next week. No, two weeks from now. Two weeks. Uh, on FilmSack. That'll do it for us. FilmSack.com is our website. You can find everything you need there, including all of our archives and everything else. You can use those that cool quicksack.ly link uh, slash stats if you're looking for cool stats about the show. And uh, we love that thing. Well done. Bombats again for his amazing work there. Uh, what else? Leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, uh, toss that email our way, filmsack at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at filmsack. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. What's puss? <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>